there's a whole Instagram talk of perfection, right? Like I'm not a perfectionist or I want perfection. And for me, I got caught up in that too. And I finally realized I have been a perfectionist my whole life, but all I really want is to feel complete. I want, you're never going to arrive. There's always going to be another mountain to climb. There's always going to be something else you have to learn, another hurdle, um, whatever. But I, I just wanted to feel whole. And this whole journey, the whole everything in the golden brand, everything that's not in the golden brand and in the golden brand equally um, are just based on that feeling of completion and me just wanting to feel whole. I'm okay with being imperfect. I just want to feel complete. Welcome to the Online Creator Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tradewell, founder of May & James Co., a creative digital company. Building a brand is about human connection. I am here to help you articulate your story through strategy, development, and execution. I believe that anything is possible at any age and at any stage of business. The only limits we have are the ones that we place on ourselves. I want you to feel like you are supported, not alone, and that you are able to take action quickly. On this podcast, expect to hear interviews from a wide range of guest speakers, bite-sized solo episodes from myself, bingeable episodes that will give you insights, different perspectives, and actionable strategies to help you reach your goals personally and professionally. Now let's get into the show. In today's episode of the Online Creator Podcast, I get the opportunity to speak with my friend, Lisa. Lisa has carved out a unique path for herself in the photography space. She specializes in the concept and creation of editorial and social media content, creative and social media strategy, art direction, and partnership for growing brands. Lisa is also the founder of The Self-Portrait Studio, an educational membership helping hundreds of women learn to love, heal, and accept themselves through the art of self-portrait photography. Her clients are featured in Darling Magazine, Domino, Amazon, The Jungle, The Huffington Post, Forbes, and much more. Welcome to the conversation, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me today. I've been looking forward to this conversation and catch up for way, way too long. It's way overdue. Oh, I know. Me too. It's such a pleasure to get to do this with a friend. Yay. Thank you so much. Um, so my first question that I've been asking all of my entrepreneur friends that have joined me so far in this first season is how have you leveraged your voice to better your business and in your personal life? And maybe even a little bit of a journey from where you were to where you are now. It's a great question because I mean, it has been a journey. Um, in fact, I was thinking about this recently, and this question feels particularly poignant because one of the hardest things for me to do wasn't learning how to share my face. It was learning how to use my voice. And um, I was looking back and I realized I've spent, I've wasted so much time being quiet, second guessing myself, not feeling like I belonged, like I didn't deserve to be in the room or my opinion didn't matter. And I just sat in that space for so long. I have a I have a lot of love and empathy for that version of me, but it it is frustrating to look back and just realize how much time I've wasted. So 
a little of the journey part is I'm, I'm 49. I'm going to be 50 this year. And I have like, I've spent the majority of my life people pleasing, living to lift up others and help others shine, walking on eggshells. And I'm going to sure we'll talk about this more, but just in relation to, to business and how that plays in for me, um, I was really afraid to talk about what I do because I'm so out of the realm of a normal photographer with everything I do. So self-portraits, virtual photography, exclusively iPhone photography. Part of me not using my voice in business was just the fact that I felt so much shame and imposter syndrome. And like I wasn't good enough because I didn't, on paper, I didn't look anything like anyone else that I saw that I admired. Um, I didn't have a physical studio. I really can't stand too much tech and gear. So that's primarily one of the reasons why I shoot my own images with iPhone. Um, I shoot some portraits. Plus, I take that one step forward, one step further. And then I actually teach other people how to do the same thing. And I don't know if you know this about the photography community, but photographers keep their tips and tricks close to their best. They, they keep their circles tight. I mean, within the creative realm, working together with stylists and makeup artists, there's, there's things shared there. But as far as bringing outside people in, it's just not really done. And so many portrait photographers like me are making the majority of their money on not on their session fees, which is the time in the studio. It's on, it's the part where you sit down after. And then you're sold to this massive portrait package and prints and all of these things. And I don't have, that's a great business model, but I don't have any of that in my business. My business looks completely different. So when it came to using my voice and just making it known about what I do, I had to get over a lot of imposter syndrome and just feelings of not good enough. And I've only recently started talking about the fact and I mean, by using my voice, you have to own it, right? Like that's part of using your voice is believing that what you're doing is, is worthy enough. And I've only recently just really stepped into that, I would say within the last six months. And only even more recently than that, sort of owning the fact that I'm exclusively iPhone. So once that lid was off, though, like you, you can't shut me up. It's like I finally outed all of those fears. And now I'm, I'm in my groove. I, I have my voice. And it, that's translated into my personal life and setting boundaries, you know, with things that needed to be set. <laughs> um, oh, my and, gosh. So much good right? stuff there. Yeah. 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 And boundaries for myself, too, as well. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, well, we have a couple things in common, for sure. I am um, 49 next week. So, yeah, I'm really close to that 52. And I feel like with age comes wisdom, like everybody says. But I sometimes get frustrated, like you had mentioned, about how long it's taken me to find my own voice and be comfortable in it. You know, I'm I'm definitely behind the scenes, too, helping out my family, helping out my clients, doing all the things to push put them forward. And I always am kind of like, what's left over? What's the energy level for Kim? And I love, I love that you said that because I think a lot of us can resonate with us and hopefully learn to not just have empathy for us and to understand where we were and where we, 
you know, we had to take that journey to get to where we are now. That's part of our story. But how empowering and how wonderful it is when we can step into that because, oh my gosh, just so much stuff there. And even when you said, now you can't be quiet because like you're stepping into this whole other piece of like iPhone only or these are, you know, like this is who you are and that's what makes you so beautiful and what makes you stand out is that you are empowering others to be able to take to take some beautiful pictures of themselves and find their own confidence with the tools that they have, which how cool and amazing is that? So, so much good stuff. And I'm so grateful that you shared that because I think so many of us can relate to that story. Well, and I think sometimes too, I just want to say that I think sometimes we fall into that trap because we think we're supposed to compartmentalize, right? We don't think that the personal parts of us are relevant in our business. and, And I think they are. I think when you're building a business and your brand and you're working with people one-on-one, when you are the face and you are the person that's showing up for your clients, I think you have to be yourself. It's too exhausting to compartmentalize. Ah, yes. I think for a while, because this online space is so different, right? So even when you talk to marketers who were in the marketing field traditionally, when I talk to them about how does it relate to the online space as a marketer, they're like, oh, it's like, it's completely different. It's completely different. So. You know, we're all trying to figure out how it works and looks for us and how it works and looks for our clients. But the thing I have heard over and over and over again is if you want to build any kind of business online, you have to show up as yourself and you have to uh, be vocal. You have to show your face in some capacity. You have to do it in a way that feels right as well. So maybe that's like another question then leaning into that a little bit. How have you supported that and you know, supported yourself to find your voice and be able to do it in a way that feels true to who you are? So that's a really good question, because I think part of it was part of it was realizing at some point that it's really not fair for me to just sit in a corner and have a private opinion about everything and keep it to myself and to not share. Um, and then maybe to feel resentful when when I see other thing others other successful or hear other successful stories right or see other people living out their dream or whatever that is and and I'm not speaking up and I'm not being honest about who I am there's so much that goes into that though too I mean I had to get over the people pleasing I had to be okay. We always hear that you don't have to be everything for everybody, but it's really hard to act that out in your everyday life. Like, I, I am okay if people don't like me. I've, I've always been fine. I've always sort of done my own thing and pride myself on being a little bit different. But I don't know. There's something so personal to me about sharing my work and my photographs because mm-hmm. Art is polarizing, right? And photography is just art. But I I really had to, that was the other thing. I didn't share photos of other people in my feed for a while because I was more comfortable sharing my own portraits because I felt more confident that I could do those to a higher capability than my client portraits. So that was something else I had to kind of get over was to put that part of me out there as well. And to just slowly unfurl these little aspects of myself. And part of it too, is if you're sitting there telling yourself, well, these things, I've got all these different things happening inside of me, they don't seem to be connected. 
you're probably not saying something that needs to be said about yourself. If you cannot connect the dots for people just by showing up and opening your mouth, you need to examine what you're holding back. And I found myself constantly exhausted by trying to explain why I work virtually, why I do self-portrait photography, why that's meaningful to you. And what I should have been talking about was why that's meaningful to me. So it's been a slow process. I've been working on this for years. I've been working on myself and getting myself to this point where I can I can be confident and I'm not second guessing myself. But it's it's taken me a really long time. I don't want to diminish the fact that I've worked really hard on it. So it's not a, like an overnight thing. Yeah. No, oh, and that's so parallel to where I was with releasing my own solo episodes too, like feeling and finding the confidence and sharing what I have to say and and re-recording my trailer three or four times and redoing my intro. I mean, I help clients all the time do that and find confidence within themselves. And then here I was sitting going, well, am I? do I have enough to share? Right. And I think that's what other people want to hear is that it's not a smooth, it's not a, it's not, it's a windy road. It's up and down. It's trying to figure out and do a lot of that personal development, a personal work. And I think that's ever changing and always happening. And, and some people may just seem to look like they've got it all figured out, but I don't know. <laughs> I think we all under or have an underlying, um, process that we're working through or things that we're trying to figure out and that's just what we call life and this just happens to be a little bit more up in front and so it just takes a little bit more I don't know what the word is but confidence within ourselves to just just try to just try and you know there's the whole Instagram okay what you said reminded me of another penny that dropped for me recently there's a whole Instagram talk of perfection right like I'm not a perfectionist or I want perfection and for me I got caught up in that too and I finally realized I have been a perfectionist my whole life but all I really want is to feel complete I want you're never going to arrive there's always going to be another mountain to climb there's always going to be something else you have to learn another hurdle um whatever but I just wanted to feel whole and this whole journey, the whole everything in the golden brand, everything that's not in the golden brand and in the golden brand equally um, are just based on that feeling of completion and me just wanting to feel whole. I'm okay with being imperfect. I just want to feel complete. And I didn't when I was stifling everything. I didn't, I didn't feel complete. Yes. Yes. I had a, a, guest on uh, the episode just released this week and we talked a lot about leaving legacy and um, what that meant to each other and because we were we're close to the same age too and and she says like I just I want something to be I want to leave a legacy within the people that are around me and and that I'm proud of the work that I've done when I'm gone and we're so caught up on the the short form content and you know, instant gratification. And it's, it really actually, when you start thinking about that is like photos are forever. So I feel like what you do is long form, um, you know, is long form content and is evergreen and everlasting and can leave a real impact on those that you help build that it within their businesses. So that must be just so exciting to see others kind of take that on and take that journey. 
It is. I mean, talk about legacy, the, the best legacy you can leave are, are the stories. I know that one of the best things our family does is hang out at the dinner table for hours when the meal has ended, just laughing and telling stories about the people that are no longer with us, the people that aren't around anymore. And those might be people that my son never even met, but he feels like he did because he grew up with their stories. And I think that for what you do, for audio, for what I do, visual photos, they're all just a way to bring stories to life and to, you know, and stories only have meaning because we find something ourselves, mm-hmm. of ourselves in that story yeah, that's relatable. Exactly. So whatever the medium that legacy is all about, it's all about the stories you leave behind, I think. Yeah, I, I love that. And I didn't even think I was worthy of having a legacy. I mean, that's how far I've come to this point. Yeah. So I'm not even really at the legacy yet. So yeah. you planted that seed for me. That's so cool. Like, I think we want to do that within our kids. We want to help them. We want to provide for them so that they have something to kind of jump off of a platform, a solid foundation. But we don't think about that for ourselves enough. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's something that we should be thinking about and end at every stage if we can. I mean, when we're younger, we're just kind of going through the motions and we're figuring things out and life happens quickly. And when you get to this kind of middle middle ground, you're kind of like, you can be a little bit more reflective. And I can appreciate that. And and I'm also excited about this stage because I think it just offers um, a lot more opportunities, a lot more doors that could potentially open if we allow them to. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said that so well. And doing it for ourselves is so interesting, too. So, again, I was going back through my journals recently, mm-hmm. just spark something. I wrote when my when I was pregnant with my son, I wrote out that I I wanted to make the commitment that when he walked in the room, I wanted to light because I wanted him to feel special every single time he entered a room and to just feel the love. And then I was reading that and I just started bawling because I never afforded myself that same kindness. And actually, this is an interesting tie into the self-portraits that I teach women to do now because it is giving yourself that gift and right it doesn't matter when you do it if you if you get that in your 20s if you were raised with that and you get that in your 20s what a gift right i mean like what a gift but if no one gave that to you like giving Mm -hmm. yourself permission to have that is when when are you going to do it i mean you have to do it now now's the time absolutely If you're creating video or audio content for your online business, then you need to check out the platform Descript. Descript is an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as a Word doc. Upload media or record directly in Descript to instantly transcribe your file into text. Then tweak the text to directly edit your media clips. Edit out filler words such as um, ahs, and likes, and silent gaps with a single click. Record your screen and webcam for presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before hitting publish. Use pro editing features such as a non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto captioning, exports, and much more. To try this platform risk-free, check out the free plan at Descript.com or check out the link in the show notes. 
So well, let's lean into that because it's, I think you said like November marked the first anniversary of your self-portrait studio. Tell us a little bit more about that journey and how why you started it, the relevance of it and where it is now. So the self-portrait journey, again, pretty much like everything that I shared was I didn't share enough of myself in the beginning. So I initially put it out as a small course called Confidence on Camera, which is not actually what it's about at all. That's the, you know, that's the marketable title. Um, But to tell people like, hey, you've tried journaling and all kinds of other self-help and meditation, but the thing you really need is to see yourself exactly how the rest of the world views you. That doesn't really fit so well in a marketing slogan. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right. And the, pe- and the people that join the studio, in fact, I get this, I get this a lot. Um, it's kind of like one of those memberships that when you know, you know. So when the members are in there, the thing I hear most commonly is I wasn't really sure what this was. I just knew I needed to be a part of it. And then there's always the comment about how well everyone goes together. So it's the self-portrait studio is kind of for that person who started running from themselves. And they're ready to sit down and finally give themselves that healing and those parts of themselves back that they've been missing. It's the completeness. And it all, it's all based on the journey that I took myself through, which is kind of what you are doing now, right? So moving from doing audio with clients, you're turning, you're literally turning the microphone on yourself. That's and right. I love exactly. That. And, and that's what I did. I turned the camera on myself, but so cool the psychology is you have to see yourself the way other people do so have you seen a picture have you had a picture that you i don't know maybe like a family photo and everyone else is like oh we love that you look so great in that you you kind of angry because you're like don't look anything like that that looks nothing like me you ever had that happen yeah yeah absolutely yeah no, because we're so used to seeing the mirror image of ourselves. And so it was this little bit of psychology that I figured out that allowed me to actually sit for the portrait. So we don't sit with the selfie side, we sit with the other side, which is the side that the rest of the world sees. So we go through this process of sitting for the, the back camera, which is where the little lenses are, not the front selfie side. And then looking at the photos so we can really see the way we can see ourselves and love ourselves the way that everyone else does. And it's it's crazy transformative. Um, I did this for 30 days. I mm-hmm. sat by myself every day for 30 days and took portraits. And I posted them to an older personal account that I had to hold myself accountable I didn't tell my family what I was doing. I felt so embarrassed. I knew that they would tease me and laugh at me. And I already had so much self-consciousness around the fact that I was sitting in my room smiling for the camera alone. And so then I put all that into a course. And then I realized that the course needed me. I was the missing ingredient. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, um, cause people were, they were enjoying it and they were having success with it, but yeah. the, the spark wasn't there. So now with the membership and its community and that's just, that's how it's grown. And it, it really is tremendous. It, like it lights me up. It's one of my favorite things that I do. Can you explain why the back camera is so different? Like, I know I've heard you talk about this, but I still don't really clearly understand. Is there some reasoning why? 
that lens is so different than the selfie lens? Okay, so when you're looking at the selfie lens, right, it's a mirrored image unless you have your phone settings set to unmirrored, which iPhone just recently started allowing you to do. Um, or it's like when you log on to Zoom and you see yourself and you're like, well, well, what's going on there? It's because Zoom normally, unless you change it in your settings, flips your image to how a professional camera would see you. So when okay. you're looking at your selfie image, it's what is being reinforced every time you look in the mirror and you're looking in the mirror, you're catching your reflection or if you're on social media you're looking at your selfie face all the time so then you go have professional pictures done someone else takes a picture of you and it's like what is that I don't recognize that I'm really ugly there what's happening and it's really hard to merge those two so we take our photos with that side they are allowed to go back to the selfie side at some point because it's easier when you're doing a self-portrait to see yourself on the screen and just, but they have to agree to um, to flip it to the, the non-mirrored image. So they're looking at themselves the way someone else would. And it's just about seeing yourself in this entirely new way. And it really takes the, it puts everybody on this even level, right? Mm-hmm. So now we don't have the advantage of this person maybe having more experience with photos anymore or xyz or someone having a more photogenic or bone structure whatever we're telling ourselves everybody's on the same playing field with this discomfort looking at their non-reversed image of themselves oh my god that's so cool it's so cool so what are some of the transformations that you're seeing from uh, members that are going through this self-discovery what like what are some of the exciting things that you're seeing i'm seeing a Well, okay, there's, I think a really good way to describe it is this move from am I to I am. So when they first join the membership, they're in this, they're in this am I state, right? Like, am I allowed? Am I enough? Um, Am I, am I, am I? They're asking all these questions. Then they start sitting and they start kind of looking at their worst theaters of themselves, whether that is, um, you know, face or, and we have women of all ages and all body types. So it could be having your figure in a photo. It could be, um, yeah, it could be age related. So by doing that, they're becoming desensitized. And what actually happens is you get into this really neutral state of where you're able to, um, be more objective and not so subjective about your photos. So if you do a self-portrait session, you're going to end up with 20 or 30 images, right? And have to sit down to look at them. That's the part of it. You can't just say ew and delete them and do something else. You've got to look right. at these photos, right? And really yeah, do the work. Yourself. Yep. Got to do the work. And so there's always this sort of hump when it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. And then they get on the other side of the hump and their feelings about the pictures become neutral. And then what happens after that is their headspace is now cleared because they're not second guessing their physicality in the pictures and they take all that energy and they start, they just start blossoming and it, it bleeds into their personal life. It bleeds into their business. A lot of women in the membership have their own, you know, from blogging to their own businesses or different programs. And I've seen them just really come out of their comfort zone, share more pictures launch something that maybe they were afraid to launch before 
they just feel so comfortable in in a completely different way. It's it's that because now they're not am I, they're just in this I am state, right? Like I am enough, I am worthy, I am awesome. That's so cool. That is so cool. It's like when you've like anything, it's a muscle that you have to exercise, right? So whether it's hearing your voice for the first few times and you going like, I can't do solo episodes. <laughs> like I am not doing solo episodes to like overcoming them. And I've even had some really positive feedback really quite quickly of someone saying, you know what, like your interviews are great, but I actually really enjoyed your solo episode because it actually resonated with me more or meant this to me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and not that I needed that, but it definitely helped. But it's just building that within ourselves to be able to experience what is possible if we just start. And like you said, like it's exercising it, it's playing with it, it's doing the hard work of getting over that hump and being comfortable. And then, oh my gosh, what is possible when that happens? What is, I know, I know. And they're doing it together as a group. They go through an eight-week challenge. So I teach the course with them live and we go through all the different modules, right? So cool. People don't sit down and do self-paced courses anymore. There's way too many courses out there. Way too many. Way too many. So Mm -hmm. we go through it live and then they get thrown into this eight-week challenge with this curve of prompts. And we're in week five of eight now. And the, the group becomes so lovely and bonded. Nothing makes me happier then logging into the platform and seeing like 65 messages of them just loving on one another. Um, and you don't have that sense of community. I'm so happy that you're getting that feedback about your episodes because it's such a one-way Absolutely. conversation for you. It sure is. So to is. get that, yeah. yeah. Well, and to work with clients about how to build community around like, because I mean, this is a nurturing platform, 110%, but how do you nurture outside of a one-sided conversation or a two-sided conversation. This is fantastic. And I love conversational styles uh, interviews. But yeah, how do you pull it from there? Or how do you pull it from Instagram into a community that collaborates and builds off of each other? And oh my gosh, like I think there's such a, I don't think that's going away in the new year. I think that's only people are just building on to that. Are you like, like, what is outside of this now that you found the success within this network? Is in real life things happening in your world? Like, what's because I am seeing that as a trend. And I think people just want connection and want to be able to be in a room with people that are like minded and that build. We know we build each other up because that's ah, part of our growth. Yeah. Being right. Not being alone anymore, I think, yeah. is it's very much a thing. Um well, okay, so that's a good question. Because this is audio, right? And we're kind mm-hmm. of having like an audio-generated conversation. Um, I do work with some people in real life. I travel to Los Angeles pretty frequently. And so I do have clients that all shoot there. But I'm mostly doing virtual photo shoots. And I think it's really cool having this conversation with you because if I didn't have audio, in the the app, the virtual studio that I use, I wouldn't have any way to communicate with my clients or direct them. So when I'm shooting with them virtually, I can come on screen and I can say, you know, tilt your head, move this way. I can kind of show them. But for the majority of the time, they're just looking at that back camera lens and hearing my voice. And so I've realized um, how 
I am so unspecific when I talk because when you're guiding somebody into a position, you have to be so thoughtful about each detail and each little piece of instruction that you give them because they're just, they're kind of working blind. And so audio for me has been, I consume a ton of audio, but for me to, to be on that like speaker end side mm -hmm. with somebody is, it's kind of incredible, but, but they're so free too. That's the, I know it sounds yeah. weird, but because my energy isn't in the room with this right. massive camera pointed right. at them. There's so much that's they're possible. In their, yeah. They don't There's have anyone else's people. energy influencing them. They're just hearing me. And so I keep up a steady, like a constant stream of chatter and yeah. feedback. And like when I wrap a two hour shoot, I am dead. I am Exhausted. so talking is exhausting it is exhausting um, it is if i could just be there in person and just wait, 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 kind of do that right? i think that's but, a really important point so as much as in real life is amazing we all can't be <laughs> in person and so being accessible through creating this virtual photo shoot i mean wow <laughs> Right. Being able to get to work with someone of your caliber, of your expertise, of your knowledge and be able to share that with others throughout the world. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. I mean, it, it really is cool. And it's yeah. it's just making photography so much more accessible, like an audio platform, like, a yeah. you know, an audio book or a podcast episode where you can listen to these. I love design podcast mm -hmm. episodes. So if I, I just absorb all of these podcasts with really amazing, talented designers, and I listen right. to them talk about getting inspired. I mean, when do you get the chance of being in someone's company like that or having them be in your yeah. ear? You just, you don't. So, yeah. I mean, audio is, is absolutely incredible. And it's so, um, it's very democratic, right? Everybody okay. has access to the same information that way. Absolutely. So, yeah. How how can we add visuals um, and professional level photos into our business when we're on a budget? What's your what's your advice? That's a great question. OK, so my first thing would be self-portrait photography, obviously learning how to do it yourself. And if you're wondering, yeah, but do you really? Yes, you actually do. So if you go to the members feeds. You cut the my feed first, find one of my posts that's focused on the self-worship studio, and I share photos that have been taken by them, edited by them, and those are all in the feed. And they take those and they use them in their social media. They put them on their websites. Um, they're doing it themselves. My virtual photo shoot sessions are actually really, really affordable. So my overall upfront cost is higher. But normally when you're having a, a, like a different kind of photo shoot done, an in-person shoot, especially for portraits, you'll have like a $350 to $550 session fee. But then in order to get your images, those packages usually start at $1,000. And they have this big reveal session where you're wow. in the hot seat and they sit down with you in person. And the pressure to get that package is, and for me, I've been in that position and in my people pleasing days. And I walked out like $5,000 poorer with photos and, you know, framed images that I didn't even want. So for me, I just focus on digital images. And I'm actually um, in January, 
I am adding a new offer for uh, quarterly photo shoots. So you can oh, actually so cool. have that. Love that. Yeah. Every quarter just show up in the content. And it's great for people who like to be at home or for anyone else like me who was living as an extrovert, but realized during the pandemic that you're actually really an introvert. <laughs> like a lot of us, like a lot of us. How do people find you, Lisa, if they want the, to add this to their business plan, to their marketing plan, to their personal development? How do, how do they find you? They find me at thegoldenbrand.co on my website or the Golden Brand Co. on Instagram or the Golden Brand on Pinterest. Oh my gosh, so much good stuff. Is there anything I missed in our conversation? I want to make sure that we capture it. And if not, we might have to do a part two. <laughs> I'd be happy to do a part two with you. I would, that would make me so happy. Before I end the conversation, I usually add a couple of quick rapid fire questions. Super fun. They don't have to be long. What what would you tell your younger self now that you know as much as you know? Mm, speak you up. Your path? Speak up. That's perfect for this conversation. Speak up. Speak how, up. Do you, how do you shake off a bad day or a stressful day? Not saying everything's bad, but some days in entrepreneurship, man, it's a roller coaster. So how, I mean, you live in an beautiful environment. So I think I know what your answer is going to be, but how do you shake off a bad day? No, when you're creative, sometimes, yeah. Well, okay. So when you're creative, sometimes you're feeling it, sometimes you're not. And mm -hmm. the best thing I can do is say, I'm not feeling it and grab my dogs and go for a five mile walk with my favorite audiobook or podcast. And that always lifts my spirits, just getting outside. That's so good. I know you mentioned that you do actively listen to podcasts to help yourself with creativity. Can you share one or two or can I add some to the show notes that, you know, that you're these are so, like because there's so many like I've got like a Rolodex and it depends on my mood. Right. Like if I want to be entertained, if I want to be educated, um, I'm sure you have a few. I do. Um, okay. I check in with Liberty Road okay. um, podcast often. Uh, I love The Second Life podcast with Hillary Kerr. She is amazing and she's primarily focused with women living their second lives. So, so um, cool. they've done XYZ up until this point and then they have this massive shift and that transformation and journey I, I we resonate with, right? We've mm -hmm. already talked about that. I think you'll love that. And then I love um, is Dennis Scully's podcast. I think it's called Design at Home or Design Time and he interviews the creative journey of interior designers. I, so I work cool. with a lot of interior designers, so I'm kind of obsessed with everything that they do. Such a good podcast. So, yeah, oh, I think it's you'll so like creative. This. It's so creative. I just listened to one uh, last night, and she's a designer, and she actually helps um, kind of do the facelifts of restaurants because she said, you know, good chefs are great at food, but they're not great at interior design, and you want the front... <laughs> of the restaurant to match the back. And I was like, I have never heard of that before, but it totally makes sense. So, you know, everybody's like great at something they do. Like you bring that expertise and bringing people out and helping them shine. So I appreciate you. And I think we all need to kind of lean into surrounding ourselves with people that will bring us out of our shells in some way, shape or form. Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. I love this conversation. And honestly, I could bring you back for round two because I just feel like we just kind of scraped the surface of what is possible with photography and, and what you do is so unique. 
and so needed. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate you too. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening into the show. It truly means so much to me. You can check out the important links mentioned in today's episode in the show notes, and please join the conversation over on Instagram at me and James Co. I love hearing from you. There are so many great conversations coming up, so please make sure you are subscribed to Apple or Spotify or any of your favorite media players so that you don't miss out. And if you enjoyed the show today, please share and leave a review and a rating because it helps us so very much. Until next time.